Hello, and welcome to Building Community, the Doorbell Podcast. We're here with Franco Ferrado, contributor, writer, and chief content officer of CRE.tech. Franco, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you for having me, Ben. It's, uh, it's great to be on. I always enjoy our talks. You're joining us from sunny San Diego, I believe. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. I, I live out here. One of the nice things about, uh, you know, working online is you get to live wherever you want. And uh, while it's not the center of the uh, real estate or tech world, it's a pretty good place to live. So that's where I have my home office. That's awesome. So tell tell our listeners a little more about yourself. How What drew you initially to real estate? Kind of what are things you're excited about in the technology world in applications to real estate? And anything you want to share? Sure. Yeah. So, um, you know, my story I was a, a real estate agent and um, a residential and then commercial, uh, you know, but I kind of got into it in a backwards fashion. I was going, uh, getting my MBA to uh, start a tech company. And uh, the last year of my uh, MBA, my father passed away. And so, um, you know, so obviously pulled the rug out from under my plans and I inherited a business that, uh, you know, a building that uh, that he'd run his business in his whole life. So, you know, I took to, to enjoying real estate and just uh, it just ran with it, really, really liked it. And so from there, you know, because I had, you know, been following technology and I invested in a couple of technology companies, um, you know, I started writing about it just uh, just for fun. And um, in doing so, I've gotten, you know, picked up by a couple of publications and have been uh, writing full time now for CRE.tech. Uh, and, yeah, it's been great. We have a uh, an event series and a, a daily uh, email that uh, I, I hope people are enjoying because uh, I certainly enjoy enjoy making them. That's awesome. So as a as a contributor to CRE.tech, I mean, what technologies are really exciting nowadays? Yeah. So finding the excitement, you know, I tell people I, I write about uh, commercial real estate and their eyes kind of glaze over and they think that's like you know the most boring thing ever, but. Uh, but I think that that's misguided, and uh, I try to write to that. I think that a lot is changing right now um, in real estate, and you know, not just the kind of technical things. I think that you know, a lot of the underlying aspects of of what uh, what real estate is are changing. And I guess that's really what I try to do to keep things interesting for the reader and ultimately for myself uh, is try to boil things kind of down to elemental changes what's what's happening in society around and, and what are what are the implications of these technologies because these are just kind of the small things that are changing um in the context of kind of the big social changes that are happening so um yeah so i, I try to uh to think about what are what are the really uh interesting shifts going on right now and in, in um you know in the world and society around real estate and a few interesting ones that I've I've always uh, that I think about, you know, I think really one of the big things that's so interesting is, is the change of ownership. Uh, what it means to own something is really shifting. Right. You know, uh, property is one of I feel like the original things that you own, right? If you can't own a piece of property, then nothing else really matters. And you know, through society, we've gone through a bunch of different kind of iterations of this we've had you know nomadic kind of communal ownership uh, feudal ownership for a long time and you know now like free market ownership but uh but when i think about ownership what's what's so interesting is you know when you do real estate you learn early on you know they call it like the, the bundle of rights and the bundle of rights is what it means to own something and those rights can kind of be split up right so you can own a piece of property but if you uh have it leased out to someone you know you don't have all of the rights of ownership, right? They have, uh, 
you know, the right of enjoyment, for example, uh, the right of control, you know, they have, they would, someone else have the right of possession. And so, you know, we've kind of figured out these interesting instruments to, uh, to, to have these rights be shifted to, to have, give partial ownership to some companies and partial ownership to, you know, to another entity and partial to ourselves, uh, people be able to make money off of it. So, um, you know, it's just really fascinating the shifts that are happening right now in real estate is, you know, we're, we're slowly approaching real estate kind of being, being a service now, you know, space as a service is, is really seen as kind of the, the future, it's, you know, the, the, the rental economy. And there's, you know, so many other things that have kind of used this model. And now, you know, companies like obviously WeWork would be, you know, one of the biggest examples of that, you know, instead of uh, renting renting offices companies are just uh paying paying for the service of the space to a company like we work no you're exactly right and really the idea of ownership and, and really what does a building provide in terms of income is really changing i think one of your recent articles was, was on you know the role that data has in buildings and and at what point does the data that a building provide actually become more valuable than the income stream of some of the tenants i think these are ideas that you know may have may still seem a little far off definitely 10 years ago seem seem like moonshots, but the idea of, of data and kind of understanding how people use spaces is definitely becoming sometimes as important, if not more important, than the actual income stream coming from that building. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we've found really interesting ways to, um, you know, to shift control of, of buildings. And I think some of it has to do with, yeah, people wanting that data. It's, it's amazing how in such a virtual world we live in, you know, the physical things that we still have to uh, interact with every day gather, can gather so much data about them if they're, if they're, you know, rigged right, basically. Well, you're exactly right. I think a lot of what we think about here at Dorville is kind of how do we use all these exciting technologies and bring them right back to the residents, bring them right back to the thing you mentioned earlier, the, the right of enjoyment, the right of, you know, thriving in your space, whether you're a commercial tenants or whether you're a person who's calling a place a home if you're in a rental building, for example. So are there any technologies you're seeing that really kind of optimize or revolutionize, I'd say, you know, the right of enjoyment or the interaction that some people have with the physical building? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. You know, the the big talk right now, everyone's talking is obviously blockchain. And I think, you know, that's going to be a huge uh, shift in the way, um, you know, we do a lot of things. And obviously the the kind of low-hanging fruit is, is – is title, right? So when you talk about ownership, uh, you know, there's there's the different kinds of, of ownership. There's the equity and there's the legal ownership. And, you know, right. things can happen and, and you might not have legal ownership. So that's why we have all these uh, entities like, you know, title, title insurance, title searches, um, which, you know, if we had a perfect way of recording things, that would never happen. So I think that's definitely kind of the first uh, domino to fall as far as the blockchain revolution, but I think that that's only a small part of it. I think that what I'm really excited to see is, is when we start building, uh, you know, like smart contracts on top of these kind of distributed ledger blockchain uh, uh, infrastructure, um, you know, there's a company um, out of uh, an office, a shared office solution where, uh, you buy a coin and, um, you know, much like a, a Bitcoin, you own this coin. And as long as it's in your wallet, in your little cyber wallet, you can uh, can work at that 
at that uh, at that office building. But what's so interesting and exciting about it is all the owners of these coins actually get to participate in the decision making of what's going to happen, where the next offices are going to be, what changes are going to be made. So, you know, it's really a way to shift, uh, you know, right of control, which is an important right that most tenants don't have. You know, you can have a, a lease on something and, and, and you actually lose this if you think about it when you go to a place like a WeWork, even though you're kind of gaining this, uh, you know, right of enjoyment, you lose this, this right of, of control. You don't get to say, you know, what, when the thing opens and closes or what the decor is or where the next location is going to be. And, uh, and that might be shifting, you know, being able to have these, um, you know, these, these contracts, these sophisticated contracts that can kind of automatically shift control around instantaneously and, and without error um, could be a, a major um, interesting change, not only for the industry, I just think for, for society in general. I completely agree. I think, you know, there we're seeing huge shifts in the past 10 years about how people physically find space. You know, how do you go from, you know, one city to another and find a place to live or find a place to, to launch your company at it? And I think, these innovations really have have led to, to huge leaps in the real estate industry. And now you're exactly right. Now we're taking that to the next level of how do people actually partake in in what you know they're building, you know, when they open, you know, what type of temperature, for example, the building has, or what type of events the building has. It's very much mm-hmm. a you know a community of of renters, whether it be on the commercial side, whether it be on the residential side, even on, on the industrial side. I think we're seeing huge shifts here and how people work, how people travel, how people behave. And a lot of these things are obviously inherent to, to the way we interact with each other, but a lot of these things are, are changing. I think real estate really has has done, I would say, a great job of, of, of recognizing those changes and, and the changes that you're particularly excited. You know, that's absolutely true. Uh, and, and I think it all goes back, like you say, to the end user, right? Like, what does this mean for the person who is interacting with the building, you know? Um, you know, being able to have these kind of extra rights um, or have easily being a vessel to easily transfer rights. You know, another thing about, um, you know, what would these coin offerings would be is you could you could rent it to someone else. Right. Which is, uh, you know, called the right of disposition in real estate, like being able to kind of sell or, or profit off of a off of a company or off of a building. So so that, that you know, most tenants never had that unless it was kind of written into a contract and there were all these other. Uh, you know, legal entities in place, but uh, but it's something that is very um, new and I think is really going to change. You know, I, I think one of the other things that I really see changing that I think is so interesting is uh, is when the concept of value in real estate seems to be shifting. Uh, you know, real estate is kind of the way we look at the value of real estate has everything to do with kind of the other real estate that's around it, right? You get appraisal reports and um, you kind of look for comparables. That's like a big important thing. But I think uh, people are realizing now that there's value up and above that, right? Which would, uh, um, you know, almost be kind of like what a brand adds to a business. So, um, you know, I think doorbell is a great example of a of an offering where you know you're not necessarily adding square footage or you're not you know putting new anything new in it, but by having, um, you know, this amenity, which is basically a community building tool, uh, you could argue that you have increased the value of a building. You know, if you can get more from it, if you have uh, better tenants, lower 
um, you know, vacancy rates, then then I think you could argue that that your building is more valuable because of it. You're exactly right. I think you know it's exactly the type of subjects that we think about, and really, you know, how we work with with owners is is by promising and, and by delivering you know higher property value through better experiences for residents. I think that's generally something we're seeing across the board in real estate, not just with doorbell. It's it's with products that you know optimize the way people interact with you know other people in the building, interact with the local businesses outside the building. In many ways, you know, the building is the fundamental unit of the city and, you know, optimizing the way we interact with those units, with those buildings, I would say just optimizes the way a city in general works. So I'm exactly, I'm exactly in agreement with you. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think a lot of it, you know, we forget that how important the owners of the building are, right? Like they will only pay for for something if they feel like they is an added value to it, right? These are, uh, at the end of the day, uh, generating, uh, you know, income generating assets. Uh, so, you know, f- I think for a long time that might have held things back because we kind of didn't look at the value of a building in these kind of broader terms. We only looked at it, you know, what's the price per square foot compared to another building that's sold in the immediate past. But, uh, but I think that you could make a case uh, more and more that, uh, you know the the brand, right? Like a, a WeWork is is worth a lot of money. You know, if they own a building, it, it is worth a little more because it's cool and people want to go there. So, um, yeah, I think that that's something that is really starting to change and, and it affects the tenants in the end of the day. Yeah, and I think really it's it's, it's using those experiences, using that branding to, to signal a better product and signal a better experience to your residents. I think you know, we're seeing again across the board, obviously with hotels being one of the leading categories. A lot of people forget that hospitality is, is fundamentally you know, a real estate business. I mean, hotels are, you know, in essence, buildings. They're, they're real estate. Obviously, they're valued very differently and kind of experienced very differently, perhaps more transiently. But at the end of the day, they're branded experiences that people come to expect. And I think you know, we're starting obviously to see that on the commercial side with WeWork and other co-working spaces, industries, et cetera, across the country. And we're starting to see a little bit of residential. I think, you know, fundamentally, we're very, very excited about residential for for many reasons, one of which is that it impacts people every single day. I mean, people spend 10, 14 hours a day in their apartment building. That's where they launch their lives out of. And and we definitely do not take that that responsibility lightly at all. So I completely completely agree with you on that. Yeah, I mean, really, if the owners of the building see these capital expenditures as ultimately a good business decision, then I think we're going to see a lot more of this. You know, I think we're going to see a lot lot more buildings with really fun uh, amenities and really interesting brands um, because because I think that we're finally starting to realize that there, there is a value to it, right? Your value is more than just kind of the, the, the exact value of what your square foot is together. There's like this other intrinsic value above that, which I, I would just call branding, basically. Yeah, no, you're exactly right. So we're gonna we're gonna wrap up this podcast with something we tried to do for the past four podcasts, which is something we call the lightning round. So we're gonna put you on the spot here, <laughs> ask you two, three oh questions, boy. and just you know, I guess blurt out the first things that come to your mind. So if there's one okay. thing that's gonna fundamentally change cities in the next ten years, it is redevelopment uh, slash rezoning. Completely. I think agree. we're going. Yeah, I think we're gonna see a lot of uh, changes, especially because of what's happening in retail. I think uh, we're going to see a lot of city centers really start to morph 
um, some of it from the residential side, but also some of it, I think, pushed from the city side. I think cities are really starting to understand the uh, the the value of of making sure you're you're sound correctly.